Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Hi, I hope that you are having a beautiful week. I wanted to let you know that I am also in the process of recording a couple guided meditations that I will release here um, on TrailerCast, kind of separate than a traditional like podcast episode. And they're really just more for your own personal practice. Um, if meditation is something that you were like, wanting to, there's motorcycles <laughs> here by my trailer. Um, but if you wanted to incorporate meditation into your daily life or weekly life or whatever that would be like, um, I'm recording a couple of them and they'll just be called guided meditations and you can check them out, listen to them. Um, I like to listen to a guided meditation in the morning. I feel like it's a way that I get a chance to choose how the flow of my day might go. Um, I think it be, kind of becomes like ritual, which like ritual, like coffee or um, whatever we choose to do in the morning. And I think that it's been like helpful for me to set the day or set the tone. And so, yeah, it'll be here, like in a one-stop shop. You can listen to the guided meditations and you can... Um, just kind of see what that, see if that's something that you want to continue to practice or not. Okay, onward with today. One of the things I wanted to talk about today is this idea of believing in good. And paired with that, this this other concept of how do you receive a compliment? Like when somebody says something to you, praises you in some way, um, shares with you something vulnerable in some way about you, what do you do with it? And and what does that say about us in the way that we receive or don't receive said comment, compliment, praise, observation? So I had a, I was an RA in college um, in my sophomore year at Westmont. And during this year, I just absolutely got to meet some of the most incredibly wonderful, lovely women and there was this girl on our floor and, um, as silly as this may sound, <laughs> she was so good at taking a compliment. Okay. Um, if you would say, Hey, I love your shoes are rad. She'd be like, thank you so much. <laughs> it's like, okay, go with me. When, when you complimented her, you felt like she got the message. Like she, she was like thankful that you said something and it wasn't like the um humble let me like brush it off my shoulder like oh thank you I got them on sale like let me defend your compliment by telling you that I didn't pay full price and we'll shift the moment of intimacy of your telling me that you like something about me to a purchase price right and if you gave her a compliment she made you feel like I don't know. It was it was a natural experience that made you want to consider how you shirk or don't shirk compliments when they come your way. And so I spent some time thinking about that and I eventually told her, I'm like, I 
love watching you receive a good thing. And I know now that there's an element of like, she knew what to do when that good thing came her way. Um, she didn't like fumble it. It wasn't ever awkward, the interaction of letting her know what you appreciated about her. And I think a lot of us, like it's like a hot potato. If I say you're doing really good work or um, you're such a good mom. Um, I love seeing the way that you're like bold and opening up like to these new things. Um, like sometimes that direct intimacy can cause us to not really know, like know what to do and like fumble like the crap out of that ball. So we're just like, uh, um, change the topic. Um, oh no, no, no. Um, or deflect like, oh, it's, oh, thank you so much. But really it's because of this or, or you should meet my better half or some other form of like deflection. Okay. So do you know what I'm saying? Think about your own thing. Like, what do you do? Um, when someone pays you a compliment, compliment, be it about something that you own or something that you do, the way you raise your children, your family, and, and what is it? Like the way you cook? If someone says something to you positively, what do you do? How do you receive that information? So I'm going to tell you that there were many a year where I didn't know how to receive like that type of feedback. And part of that is because I kind of had some super deeply entrenched like beliefs about my goodness. And because I believed that I wasn't good, if someone gave me that observation that I was and it didn't fit, then I would throw off what they were saying as something false. Okay? So I... In other ways to say this are I had low self-worth or low self-concept or low self-esteem. And if someone gave me a praise, it didn't meet internally. It was incongruent with the way that I conceptualized myself. Then they must be false. And so I would kind of brush it off in some way or um, I was almost like befuddled, like confused by it because my self-worth was so low that I just genuinely was like, I don't know what they're seeing. Like, I don't, I, like, they don't know all of me. They wouldn't really see, say that if they also knew this. And so I found a way to deflect the compliment or to deflect the observation of goodness. Um, there were years like this. M m most years, I'd say actually even up until this last weekend, this is still something that emerged. And because I try to do like my own work first so that I can like wisely or experientially guide people to do their own work. Um, I want to have like tried to like tr track all the trails <laughs> as much as I can. Um, so that I'm not just giving people like hopeless work or like ethereal work that's not actually practical. Um, so I began noticing that in order to be able to hold that idea of goodness, I had to challenge those really internal core beliefs and I had to develop what I now call like a storehouse or like somewhere to tack up that compliment within me. So what I try to do is I think literally if there was like a cork board on my heart, if someone says something like Elise, I love talking with you. Um, instead of me letting that go in one ear and out the other, or, oh, they have to say that because they're my client or, um, like, I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> I'm so, I've been 
I have practiced poorly this idea of letting the good just float away. And so now what I imagine doing is when that compliment or positive feedback comes, I take it, I imagine writing on a little note and then like kind of tacking it on on that cork board and seeing it, like spending time with it, like as a reminder, noticing that it's there, remembering that that feedback was given to me, holding it a little bit longer than... I would if I were just letting it um, flow over me by deflection or some form of like self like effacing comment like and or humor or sarcasm or all the other ways that we deflect intimacy because that's really what it is like it's the most intimate thing in the world to allow someone to see your goodness and to stay in it (laughs) to know your goodness and to have someone see it and call it out and to join that experience, it's, it is, it's the most intimate thing in the world. And so, um, when that comes back to self-worth or self-concept, sometimes we need to build the storehouse or set up the cork board to allow things to linger a little longer or stay a while. Um, so that way the like outfitting of our internal rooms, our storehouse or however it is we want to conceive of what is within us, um, gets a little lighter has more objects in there than just hate mail, right? Um, when I was m- moving in, from one of my houses, I had stored in my closet all of the letters that I'd ever received. And I am going to date myself, but, like, this is before, like, real texting. We actually, like, wrote letters <laughs> to each other and passed them in high school. And I saved every single letter that I'd ever received and I kept them and there were like two like garden sized trash bags full when I was moving out and I went back through and I read every one and I had to sit and think like one in one regard this is like actual recyclable material okay why did I hold on to these for all those years this is like post-college okay so I <laughs> treasured these little scraps of paper, these echoes of goodness, all those years. And as I'm sitting there, I, I had like this moment of like reflection where I thought, gosh, it's almost like I've been compiling evidence, like evidence against my own committee that tells me that I'm worthless. Like I'm sitting here surrounded by actual hundreds of notes of mutual exchange of connection. <laughs> and it's, like evidence, like if I'm sitting there with all of that stuff, then I can't possibly be the worst ever. I can't possibly be as bad as I believe on the inside. It was overwhelming, like to sit in the midst of like those papers and memories to consider that um, something is giving way in this. And that is, I think, one of the beginning points for me when I had to realize that I have some internal reconfiguring to do because there's things that are coming my direction and I have no idea what to do with them. And what does that say about my ability to grow or change or give that back out, right? Like how, if I can't receive a compliment or stay with that in the moment, then how in the world do I feel like I can just give that away to others without realizing how radical that it is to actually hold that for myself. So I'm going to break this down in another way as well. Um, I had a moment this last weekend where I got to, 
like kind of speak a word of truth, like to each of the women that were attending this retreat, like the way that I felt like, like they were growing or changing or that God was moving in them. And to, and, and I say that like on purpose, like, cause I watched not only like a psychological experience or an emotional experience, but a very spiritual experience as well. And watching the way that that beauty was unfolding in front of me, I, I, I couldn't like help but say like, oh my gosh, can't we just like, look, don't miss it. Like, don't, don't miss this moment. This is sacred. This right here, this is your good coming forward. Can't we all just see it? Can we just take a minute to watch that we are, we're in bloom. And that moment of the weekend was powerful for me because I, putting words to it, enhanced this like internal reality into this external like sharing so I, I know that each of the women like were receiving their own um experience like I think that they were like wow like I think that they were stoked okay and but when I could call it out and say this is what I'm seeing in you and then we all get to like champion you in that it just takes it to a different type of level so there's this moment where the tables turn and I am now in the position where they wanted to thank me for that weekend. And I was immediately like uncomfortable. I, I wanted to hide. I, I didn't want to receive it. I didn't want to take any credit for that weekend. I wanted them to have it all. Um, and I had to catch myself because I was almost becoming like Teflon. Like I was just going to let it slide off. And I had to pause and come back to my breath and sit there and open my hands, open my posture, because that's a good reminder for me, be open in the moment to receive the gift of the words the women were offering back to me. And I mean this in like, in a non like self-promoting way, but like in a very genuine, like I need to sit and receive the gift you're giving me. I want to be not only a good gift giver, I want to be a good gift receiver. I want to say thank you. Your words are life for me. And they're a reflection of something that I I didn't grow up with. That wasn't my norm. That wasn't my core truth or core reflection. And so to bear a part of myself with you and to have you say, hey, this has been good, is wildly restorative. So I'm also still in journey, like still in process on all these like layered forms of restoration. Um, the irony of this moment is while I am sitting in the circle and I have my, one of my dear friends sitting next to me and she is like sobbing for me because I know that she like <laughs> to watch your friend, um, do well and like be loved. I think it's emotion. I think it's emotional and we care about each other a lot. So, okay. She's sitting there next to me. She's watching like this circle. We're sitting in a circle, this experience of like just gratitude. And she had sat with me a year ago before in a different circle. And then the circle of, and then in the meeting that eventually resulted in um, me leaving my church where the reflection was like condemnation and shame rather than like gratitude and beauty. And so to watch a year later, this idea of circle 
and that she was at my left side at both times, like sitting right there. And she like bore witness to those experiences, both the first painful experiences of like my worst nightmare coming true that I have been seen and proven bad versus this last weekend of I have been seen and it is good. So it was, I mean, it was like watching two circles stack on top of each other. Like here is the one that I received and how painful it's been to walk through that. And then here is like the restored version of I am going to continue to stand in a place of like bravery or freedom or willingness to risk the exposure because I'm I'm not going to listen to the committee within me that wants to silence the work that I want to do um, or the or the beauty of what I'm seeing. And so I'm not I'm not going to like I was like, I'm not going to stop because I'm afraid um, of other people's like condemnation. That's cool to even say and think about right now. But um, this last weekend was a total turnaround, a total flip on the head of a reinforcement to keep stepping out and creating spaces where beauty can exist. And now I feel like um, I'm passionate. <laughs> I feel like I'm passionate by nature, but I feel like this sense of, oh no there is room for so, so much of this. I want to rip out all the weeds and plant all the wildflowers. Like I want to, I want the garden to be as rich and wild and full and wonderful as it was meant to be. And I think that that's like, that's this mission of if I am able to accept and believe in my own good, all the cars and motorcycles, um, then I am able to like accept and call out the good in others. And then they get to live in this, this like loveliness that influences like the culture for which that they came from, which might kind of change the heart of the person that was next to them, which might lighten the load of their neighbor or friend, which might influence their child, which might like in turn, like keep unfolding and unfolding, and unfolding, right? Like I can, I can see it. I can, I can watch what one like one little seed planted, how that materializes into just the most like beautiful landscape. So for what it's worth, I, um, I want you to know, you who are listening, that the journey to believe in your own good is both difficult and valiant. Sometimes we have to like, really pull out all those like all the old baggage, like, and really, like, dump it on the table. And there are times where we have to, like, kick out the things that don't serve us anymore because they're only going to keep us stuck and keep you kind of, like, bound to some lies. Whatever the messages are that maybe, like, that you have received along the way, spoken or unspoken, that challenged your goodness, um, put them out there. Open up the junk drawers. Dump them out. See what's in there. Um, If they don't confirm your goodness, they're probably bull. If what you see when you look inside yourself are a bunch of file cabinets full of all the wrongs you've done and all these folders of accusations of all the times that you've let people down or not followed through and all the places that you're weak or wounded or not good enough or too much for somebody, if that's the only things that you have stored away, then how are you ever going to flourish? 
Like, how are you ever going to have anything else but that? You need like a, a, a major spring cleaning, internal spring cleaning, to pull out folder by folder, file by file, to shred what needs to be shredded and build yourself a new storehouse. Put something in there. Tack it to your heart. You are good. You're on your way to being good. You're in bloom. You're in season. This is your season. Your beauty is unique. Your strength is welcome. You're on your way. You're, you're going the right direction. That move, that shift, that idea, that pivot, that something, that wild hair, it's good. So if you need to borrow something to tack in there, then you can hear it here first. Um, just as you are, just in this moment, you are good enough. You are good. So I challenge you this week to, to put that somewhere, build your storehouse, clean out what needs to be cleaned out, and start again putting something back in there that's just gonna, that, that is beautiful not only for you, but for, for your world around you. Let yourself be seen. Believe in good. You just never know what's going to happen when you start walking down that road of like infinite possibility. Uh, be generous with yourself, right? Sometimes we focus so much on how we're going to be generous with others or gracious with others. But sister, like, you know, that starts within you. Be generous with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Make room for yourself see the good, be willing to call it out, to name it, to say it, to give that affirmation, to let compliments flow, to be able to receive something and be like full of gratitude because of it, to be willing to be seen, known, loved, championed, celebrated. Find your groove. The world is waiting for you. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at elise at trailercast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at trailercast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. 